All right. Hello, everyone. I hope you are uh, doing well, and welcome again to the uh, Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Lee, and I'm joined uh, today with Pastor Matt, who is our uh, pastor of worship and media uh, here at our church. And so thank you for joining us live today. Uh, today's topic on our podcast is going to be, uh, Matt, how to, how to deal with grief and, and how to deal with loss. And, and we talked about making actually this two episodes. You yeah. know? And, and so today, kind of looking at in your own personal life, how to process grief, how to process loss. Uh, and then the next episode, we'll focus in on more how to help others through that. You know? and, and so we think about 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, we comfort because we've been comforted yep. by God, then therefore we comfort others. And so today, let's we're going to kind of focus in on that comfort that we need in right. this. And uh, so we want to thank you for joining us. We know it's been almost a month uh, since we've done this uh, podcast, but we've ex- been experiencing a lot of loss as a church right now. That's true. And we we didn't really intend to have this long of a break. But right. We've been walking through a season as a church where we have seen many of our members uh, go to be with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. it's been a very, it's been a very hard and a very busy time uh, for us these last few weeks as we've done a number of like funerals and memorials. Right, right. And so that's why we, we said, let's, let's do this topic today. Yeah. And we had some other topics we just pushed off for a little while and let, let's focus on this. So what we would like you to do is as we're discussing today, how to process grief and and just how to you know process loss, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question, feel free to drop that in the comments. We've got our phones uh, open and, and up, so uh, we've got a few viewers, and we're two of them, so there we go <laughs> right now. Uh, but we would love, if you've got a comment, feel free to drop that in the comments section, and we would, we'd love to answer that for you. If you are watching this later, uh, feel free to email our, our church page or, or email me. And uh, we would love to even answer your question later, but uh, we'd love to be able to do that live as well. So, uh, Matt, let's just kind of jump right on in it then. Um, you know, when you when you have a loss, you know, maybe it's a, a passing of a family member, a friend. Um, where, you know, let's think through how to how to process that kind of grief. Where do you where do you start in encouraging people in healthy ways to process grief? Yeah, I think one of the most important things to remember is that people are going to experience grief differently mm-hmm. and people kind of tend to handle grief differently. Uh, some people really kind of like to have their space or need their space as they're kind of processing through what they're going through. Other people really want to be surrounded by, by family and friends and community and right. really want to, you know, have that kind of that support system and be, have, you know, have a lot of people around and then other people are are often kind of desperate for some normal. So they may really want to throw themselves into routine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and all of those things are, are kind of appropriate. Like there's no, there's no right or wrong way to grieve because it it kind of affects all of us differently. Yeah. Yeah. So some people, uh, just jump right back into work, right? You know, like, all right, I got to work, got to keep my mind busy. Mm -hmm. You know, some people sometimes lash out, at others, yeah, you know, or they kind of cocoon in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it's it is different. I I like to try to th- help people in three different categories, you know, to think through how we need to help ourselves process grief. And so you know, to think about the physical category, 
spiritual category, relational category. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there's ways we can encourage people. You know, even though we process it differently, here's some things all of us can do well when we're handling grief. So let's think through that physical category first. What what would, advice would you give people that have experienced a loss? Uh, four walls, hierarchy of needs. Make sure that you eat. Yeah. Um, make sure that your um, your the ones that you're close to, especially like if you've got children involved, make sure that the children are eating. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're Make sure that they're safe. Make sure that you you're meeting sort of the immediate needs. Um, it, you may find yourself in a place where it's just really overwhelming to do anything right. when you're dealing with this kind of flood of emotion and and loss and stuff. And so I I think it's kind of a good idea to sort of do the next right thing. Yeah, you know, good. And that might be a situation where <clears throat> if you're a person who really feels the need to have some space and to yeah. have some time it might be a good idea to kind of reach out to uh, friends or family that you're close to and get some help feeding kids, mm-hmm. getting kids to and from school, yeah. making sure that you and those that you love that, you know, that are in your household are, are being taken care of as their physical needs are met. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think the one of the things I always warn people on, on, on processing grief that I've seen happen a lot is when a, a loved one passes away as the survivor, there are all kinds of paperwork things you've got to do. I mean, it's it's a crazy amount of decisions to be made and paperwork. And and sometimes that loved one can just be operating on pure adrenaline for several weeks. Right. And then the adrenaline crashes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so that's where I'm always saying thing like you've you've got to eat. Even if you don't feel hungry, you've got to eat, you know. You've got to sleep because your body right now is just, it's running on adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, you're going to crash when when some of that things become a little more normal, yeah. you know. And so I think that is, that's good, uh, good advice there. I, I encourage people to exercise, you know, take a walk. You know, I mean, you don't have to go join a gym, you know, do some push-ups. I don't know, you know, watch Rocky Four and climb up the mountain like Rocky. I don't know. I mean, just do some simple Get outside, get, get outside, some sunshine. Just get some, get moving a little bit. You know, there's a lot of mental uh, health studies that, that say the more we exercise, we're moving around, what it what it does to us mentally in a, a positive way, you know, so. Mow so, the lawn. Mow the lawn. <laughs> 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 Might be mowing a lot of lawns, you know. Some, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, just some of those, I, I know it sounds basic when we talk about processing grief in those ways, but. Sometimes the basics is just what to do. Yeah. You know, like you said, do the do the next right thing. So okay, that's that's good. That's kind of the physical component of how we can encourage people as they're processing grief. Let's let's look at spiritually. You know, what what we can we do spiritually when we've had a loss in our lives uh, to just continue with our relationship with the Lord in those times? One of the things that's important to recognize is that grief is is a process that can be kind of cyclical mm-hmm. um, and so that means it's not going to be really linear right it's not going to be like uh, I'm really I'm really overwhelmed by sadness and emotion and loss here and then I'm on this very steady path to getting back to normal by here yeah. it's like it's more like every time you're reminded of the fact that the person that you love is no longer there, there's going to be those moments. Yes. And so kind of just kind of prepare for the fact that you're going to be on a bit of a roller coaster. Right. You know? And so, 
And there's going to be times where, you, you, I mean, and, and you're also, I mean, we're probably, you're probably familiar with like the five stages of grief. Right. So there's going to be times where you make, especially early on, you may kind of be like in shock or you may be kind of numb. Yeah. And then sort of that pain maybe comes later. Right. So just kind of prepare yourself for that. If yeah. you're dealing with a loss early on, like it, it may act, you may actually be somewhat functional right now. Yeah. And next week or the week after, you may feel really differently about it. Yeah. And so just kind of prepare to be on that roller coaster for a while because right. it, you know, throughout the next, you know, 12 months or even longer, yeah. you know, as you're going through some of those firsts yeah. when you're look, talking about, you know, birthday, anniversary, holidays, those things are all going to affect you, right. you know? And so kind of just allow yourself, but, but kind of prepare yourself for, yeah. for the fact that it's going to, it's not going to be a, a linear thing. It's yeah. going to be more cyclical. And, and, you know, we we had a loss in 2015 as a family. And Sandra and I did grief counseling. And the, the grief counselor we saw explained it to me that way like you did. Because it, it had been several months. And I remember saying to her, why am I not over this? Why am I still grieving in this way? Mm-hmm. Why do I go through all five stages of grief in a day. <laughs> you know, right. you know, I mean, like, why? And, and in my mind, that's the way I was treating it. Grief starts, grief stops, you know? And then she was like, no, you're thinking of it as point A, point B, when it is this circular thing. Um, and then she threw the curveball at us. You know, we, we got James's diagnosis in 2010. So this was kind of five years later. And she said, the more I listen to y'all's talk, Y'all never grieved the diagnosis of James. Mm. You masked it with mm. something else. And you had this idea and vision of this other thing that didn't work out. Uh, and, and now you're double grieving because all of this grief has brought up this other grief you kind of compartmentalized and hid. And at first I remember telling her, no, I don't. You know, no, I, I didn't. Uh, that's not what I did. <laughs> A couple of counseling sessions later, I was like, you're exactly right. That's what I did, you know, and. And so I think that is so important to remember a year from now when the Facebook memory pops up or you hear the song on the radio that's going to trigger something not to beat yourself up, you know, yeah, grieve that moment, you know, and, and then I think sometimes the grief, I don't want to say the grief gets easier, like I don't you still miss the person, but but you, you, you cycle through it a little quicker or it's a, a little different grief than maybe the initial Right. You know, and so um, I think that's so important for people to understand, because I know I I got that totally wrong. And that was just life changing for me, you know, and and still now, a few years later, there's still times of grief that pop in and, you know, pop in, you handle it. And, you know, and and so that's good. What other spiritual encouragement can we we give folks um, through this as they grieve? You know, the scripture tells us that the Lord uh, is near to the brokenhearted. Mm hmm. You know, and, and so when you are experiencing a loss, and I've, we in, in our family, we've experienced a few losses yeah. recently. Um, people, people that were, were right. in our church, people that sang in the choir, yeah. that have gone to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, we, lost, uh, we lost Catherine's mom um, a, several weeks ago. Right. Um, and then I had another close friend that passed just very recently. Yeah. And, uh, and so this has been something that I've been walking through right now. And, and when you are walking through a season of grief, it's time to lean into that promise. Yes. You know, it's yeah. time for you 
to kind of, it's kind of time for you to put your money where your mouth is when it mm -hmm. comes to your faith. Sure. And it, it's time for you to say, all right, God, you you've made this promise yeah now i'm now it's time for me to take you up on it right that the lord is near to the brokenhearted it's time to cast your anxieties upon the lord because he cares for you yeah and to lean into that right and that might be hard yeah you know it dep is. depending on where you are in the grieving process you yeah. may have a lot of unanswered questions right you may and these might not be questions that you wrestle with immediately yeah but they'll certainly be questions that you wrestle with as you go throughout sure. the process of grieving, yeah. why did this happen? Right. Why did God allow this to happen? Yeah. You know, those are the kind of, so you might be in a place where, where you and God aren't on the best of terms, yeah. but that's all the more reason why you lean into that promise yeah. that he is near to the brokenhearted right. and that you, you cast your anxieties and your burdens on him because he cares for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really well said. You know, I love Psalm 18. That's a good psalm of, of David is hurting in some way. Verse 2, the Lord is my stronghold and my strength and salvation. Verse 6, you know, the Lord uh, hears my prayers. My cry of distress comes to him, even to his ears while he sits in his temple. And so what, what grief can do is often isolate us from others mm -hmm. and insulate us, you know. And so I, I encourage people to say this. The truth of God's word outweighs your feelings. Your feelings do not validate the truth of God's word. God is still God. God even is still if you're God. Not feeling it. Even if you're not feeling it, he's still present. He's still there. Learn just to lean into that, you know, mm -hmm. and trust that. And, uh, and, and so things like continuing to read your Bible, continuing to pray, continuing to worship, continuing to reach out to others for help, you know, mm -hmm. continuing just those parts of the faith, you know, because you're going to want to pull away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's, that's the opposite of what you need to do. You've got to go in deeper with the Lord and, and wrestle with those things. You may never get your answer right. uh, to why, and that's perfectly okay. I mean, that's, that's okay. I always tell folks, and, and I know it's hard when people are grieving, but the thing is, I, I tell them, you don't need an answer to that question. You just need God. And he's there. Because he can give you the answer. And in our finite minds, we won't understand it. <laughs> you know, like we just still won't get it. But what he's saying is, I'm giving you something more than my, an answer. I'm giving you myself. That's what you need. You know? yeah. And to think of it from a, a parental perspective on that is to say, you know, and I, I give this I'll give this a quick illustration. Sometimes I stretch it out longer if there's a live audience here, but since it's just me and you and, and the ones watching online, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. But if I'm teaching my kid to ride the bike, you know, and, and, and I'm holding on to the back and, you know, and they're starting to do well and I let go, even though I've promised them, eh, I won't let go. I mean, you know, we have all done that as parents. And, um, and they crash and fall and they skin their knee. And, you know, I run up to them, are you okay? And they're crying and they look and, Daddy, why'd you let go? Why'd I, why'd I fall? I'm not going to sit there and explain to them the aerodynamics of the bike. I'm not going to explain to them, you took the turn too sharp. You were leaning to the left too much. I'm not explaining everything that happened. I'm letting them know, it's okay. Yeah. Dad's here. Let's get back on the bike. It's okay. Yeah. That's what God does for us in grief. Mm -hmm. It's like, just keep going. I'm here. 
you know, and, and so I think that's so important spiritually to, to look at. So let's look at our third category. We, we've talked through the physical end, uh, kind of the spiritual end of dealing with grief, but, but relationally, you know, how, how do we help each other out in grief relationally? So Let people help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I'm I, I'm just thinking through kind of the last few weeks for me, right. and there you know, and it, it was really easy to say no, 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 I'm good. We've got everything we need. Yeah, just allow people to help. Right. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, now is the time for you to lean on your family, to lean on your church. Right. You know, that's what they're there for. That's what your this this is what your life group is there for. Yeah. Allow them to be allow them to minister to you. Yeah. It's a, we especially like in American Christianity, we have a lot of independence. We don't want to we don't want to be weak. We don't want to be a burden to right. anybody. And so it's real easy to be like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. It, you don't got this. Right. <laughs> um, allow the people that love and care for you to love and care for you. Yeah, good, good. And I, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap up here in a moment. So if you've got a comment or a question you'd like to ask, feel free to put that in the comment section. We'll answer that uh, here for you. Or again, if you're watching this later, uh, shoot us a message there on our Facebook page or, or comment on the post and we'll, we'll come back and answer that. But um, I, I think that's exactly right. When you are grieving, um, allow people to help. Share your feelings. You know, don't don't suppress it. Go to church. Go church. You go, know, go to life group. Yeah. Answer. How are you doing today? Not good. <laughs> Not good. I, a couple of Sundays ago, I, I didn't have a very good weekend, and uh, just a lot of things going on. And somebody came up to me, you know, and before first service, they're like, "How are you doing today, Lee?" And, I just looked at him, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just looked at me funny. I was like, I really just don't know how I'm feeling. I just, I'm here. Things haven't been great lately. Some things have been good. Some things have been hard. I just don't know how I'm doing. And they were like, well, okay. You know what I mean? They gave me an encouraging word, but um, I, I think they knew I was going to answer them honestly. But, you know, don't, don't hide those things. Um, because there again, grief, grief, we can isolate ourselves. And, and that's not healthy, you know. Seek help if you need help. You know, there, there are zero things wrong with going to a counselor, right. you know, or finding a good grief counselor to help you talk through those things. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and, and, and just unload some of those burdens and things. And so uh, that's why we, we have the church. That's why God designed us to be together in community, helping each other out in, in those times of, of hurt and grief. So... Uh, I think that's so important is, is to open up and not hide your feelings and, and, and you know, open things up. Any final words? Um, I was just going to say, when you're, when you're in a moment of crisis, like grief brings, mm-hmm. that really points out the importance of having healthy habits in place. Right. That's having, good. if, you know, you want to be in a place where you have established a pattern of, spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer, spending time with people, being a part of church, being a part of life group. Those are all things that you want to be doing on a regular basis. So when you are thrown into the tailspin that grief brings, you can lean on those habits that you've cultivated 
when the rest of your life is suddenly very hard and feels out of control, yeah. you can say, but I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep showing up mm -hmm. in, in my Bible. I'm going to keep meeting God, even when I'm not feeling it. Right. I'm going to go to church and, you know, even if I'm really feeling the, the need to like withdraw and yeah. not to see people, you yeah. know, it's, it's do, do that work ahead of time to have those things set up in your life so that when you are facing times of crisis, you can kind of roll kind of rely on your training. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a foundation you're relying on at that point. You know, it's, it's, it's hard in grief to build the foundation, you know, but it's, it's good. That's a good word to end on. So I want to, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, those of you that are joining us live right now, thank you for doing that. Uh, for those of you that are joining us later on this recording, again, if you have a, a question about how to process, handle grief, uh, email our Facebook page at Heights. Uh, or you can email me at Pastor Lee at heightschurch.org. Uh, if you are in our area, we'd love to see you on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. in person. Or you can join us again here on our Facebook or YouTube page at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, our next episode is going to be how to help others through grief. And right. so we're going to kind of flip the script. Uh, this one we focused on ourselves and how to process, but then how to help and serve others in that, you know, and so I think that'll be a good one. I, I hope that you uh, uh, will be able to join us again for that, and uh, feel free to click the share button on your, on the Facebook page here, or, or tell somebody, hey, check this episode out. Uh, we certainly are a world right now of, of a lot of grief, and, and we just want to come alongside of you and help you in the best way that we can, uh, and so until we see each other again, I hope that you have a wonderful week, and God bless.